Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Latina Ike The Evolution a podcast where we discuss Latinas learning to evolve from traditional lifestyles and roles to the Latinas that we are and want to be today. Listen every Thursday for a new episode and follow us on Instagram at Latina underscore Ike, Claudia Loving Life, and Soy Sofia Alexi. For more music, please follow Las Palatas. Hola, hola. Welcome to Latina y the Evolution. My name is Claudia. I'm your host. And this is Sophia, your co-host. So, I got new hair. Oh, I know. I'm loving mm -hmm. it. And actually, I'm a little annoyed. Like, what's up with this, like, new red hair trend and now I want it? Carol G is, like, this singer that I love. And for the longest time, she had this blue, like, Oh, yeah, aqua yeah. tealish mm -hmm. hair yeah. by the way I'm going to her concert La Bichota is going to the Bichota number one's <laughs> concert <laughs> and then all of a sudden like a week like last week she posted a video bam red red hair and She's I was bright. like red. <gasps> so mine is pretty bright so this is what happened I started looking because in my hair I had like highlights remember so I had like a lot of highlights and then my um, my girl had shoulder surgery so she couldn't see me for a while and my roots kept growing out kept growing out and I, I just hated my hair at some point and so I'm like I'm just gonna dye it black and then of course as soon as I dye it she's back and so I was like oh, oh no and especially if you went black girl you yeah. ain't going back <laughs> <laughs> but I did like a demi right and oh, so okay it wasn't like then, a full box no, black color but still, but still it was black but then it started washing out like and I don't wash my hair very often. I would say like maybe once or twice a week if I need it. Like if I was like really sweaty or something. Otherwise, I just rinse it. Mm -hmm. um, but um, it started fading into like this really ugly, like a deep brown gaga color. Like it's just ugly. Kind of like mine right now. <laughs> So ugly at the yeah. end. You know how like it gets like dull. You yeah, know, like, that's how mine is. It's, like, almost super greenish. You know, like, it was just ugly. Anyways, so I told him like you got to do something about this. So she's like, okay. So I started looking at pictures, and I'm like, so I send her one with the same highlights or whatever. You know, like a biolodge 
with blonde and i said if we can't get to that color then i want this and i send her like this really bright bright red yeah it's a nice red and i so, like it so she's like okay let's do it so it took four hours four and a half hours to do my hair so oh, no it took two hours just to foil oh, me no. so at the t- by the time she finished the foils the bottom foil she's like okay these been sitting for two hours let's look and no they were still kind of orangey she's like we're going red i was like all right you're like heck so, yeah we'll yeah. do the red hair yeah and i like it i like it a lot plus i think because of the color because she got me pretty light underneath that i think when it starts fading it's gonna fade into like a pinkish so it'll look pretty even if it fades. I've always wanted to do so. pink hair too. And copper. Anytime I see anybody with like that copper or that redhead color, oh, I love that color. Even peach. Like when I went peach, I loved it. Oh, but then, yeah. That, it's really high maintenance. Like you have to, but you know how to do all that stuff. You have to like tone it every, probably like every three weeks because it's super high maintenance. Yeah, and I can keep but, up because yeah. I know how to do that yeah. stuff. And... You can, and that's the thing about like Angie, she'll give, she'll, you can buy the toner from her. Like, she had sold me, too. Like, she doesn't require for you to go to her. You know what I mean? Yeah, when I was so. a blonde and I was doing that silver color and she would mm-hmm. do my hair silver, she would buy me extra yeah. toners and I would get them from her. And yeah. I would just do it at the house because that silver color would wash out super fast. Yeah. So, and then I got a new tattoo. So, if you don't follow me on Instagram, you totally need to go. Because I love my tattoo. I got Latina y que. Nice. <laughs> and I'm going to get it, too. I know. It's totally your idea. It was funny because I'm like, <laughs> when you told me, I was like, how come I don't have it? <laughs> You're like, not her. tattooing my brand. <laughs> I know. Because you told me you wanted to get it done. I was like. Oh my god, that's such a good idea! Like I'm in. <laughs> I know, and I'm like, and you got it before the one that had the idea. I was well, like, how does I, this happen? I had a day off, and so uh, savvy art. Her handle on Instagram is underscore savvy art. She did my tattoo, so I've known her for a little bit um, through like the vending scene, and she normally does prints, and she does like amazing art. Like she's a true artist. Um, and then she started tattooing about four months ago. So when I asked her, I'm like, I've been watching her, you know, like her tattoos. Like I've been seeing on, on her Instagram and I was like, I'm so down. Like, will you do mine? She's like, oh my God. You know, she's like, she told me she was so nervous <laughs> and I'm like, girl, I'm going to get it. And then I told her that I wanted like a Scorpio and an Aries on my mm-hmm. finger. And she's like, I've never done a finger tattoo, but let me mess up on other people. <laughs> And when I feel ready, I'll let you know that yeah. you can go get your finger tattoos. I think she'll do great because she did like mine. And she, it was funny because she's like, are you OK? I'm like, girl, I have really high tolerance for pain. Like, I don't even feel it. Like, keep going. Yeah, right. Not um, me. I would be like, ah, ah. oh, no, I we were talking the whole time. But she's so sweet. Like, I love her. Like, I'm like, whatever you need. I'll be waiting for a phone call. Like, not call me if you need anything. Like, I will, I'm willing to, like, help her or whatever. Like, she's so, like, she's doing her thing. She's trying to build her clientele. And she loves doing what she's doing. So, I, I love to see that because she's young. Like, I'm like, if I would have started back then, when I was, like, in my early 20s, man, where would I be right now? Yeah. I know. That's what I always say with makeup because I've always been really good with makeup. And I remember my friends would tell me, you like, go on YouTube or mm-hmm. record yourself. And I was like, nah. I used to tell you that, I, Yeah. And I was like, I think that's so dumb. You could have been uh, making uh, millions. I could have been an influencer. You could have had your own makeup line by now. (laughs) I told you. I know. And I was like, dang, I guess I should have. But you know me. I've always been like 
So like I no que hueva. Hey, you can do it later on in life. Now YouTubers are like any age. Like you can focus on people like in the 30s, not the 20s. <laughs> so my dream is to be the next makeup slash senator influencer. <laughs> No, and then when I showed my friend from work, I showed Andrea um, her Instagram. She's like, she reminds me of Kat Von D, but Mexican. I'm like, Kat Von D is Mexican. Oh, my God. (laughs) I like totally. But in Mexican. That's so funny. Well, yeah, she's really cool. And speaking of Instagram, that's how me and Savvy got connected was through Instagram. I think Mm -hmm. it's so cool when you connect with people on Instagram and then you meet them. Um, because of, especially in the space that I've been yeah. lately, I have a lot of people that follow me. We follow each other and then I get to meet them in person. I'm like, this is so cool. So Savvy's on my list. I want to meet her in person. I guess I will yeah. once I schedule my appointment. But I want to get into this real topic. And I felt like a little triggered by this Instagram post that, that I saw. It was um, by BuzzFeed. And it's supposed to be funny. But I was like, you know what? No, let's let's unpack what the they're saying <laughs> so have you heard about those um tweets or those memes that people are saying like she's a 10 but yeah blah 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 yeah yeah so there there's this one that says she's a 10 but she's the oldest daughter with anger issues and i was like hmm <laughs> i was like okay and then there's another tweet and they post it and they say Firstborn daughters are the men of their household and no one can convince me otherwise and i was like um, excuse me. I felt so attacked by this post. <laughs> and you know, I thought it was funny when, because I saw it, I think, on Fair's Instagram. Yeah, she yeah, posted she it posted first. It. So that's another one of my nieces. And I was like, I'm the baby. And I kind of feel like, like I should have been the oldest. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, because but, of the post? Yeah. Because I'm like, the, I relate, but I'm the baby. But my sister is the blonde of the family, so maybe that's why she's not <laughs> as uh, aggressive or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but I was reading that, and I was really sitting there and thinking about it, and I'm like, you know why I'm the angry one? Because... Yes, I'm the oldest in my family, and yes, I have anger issues, but that's because of the trauma my parents have caused me with their generational things, you know? Um, and I was just thinking about it because I I think it's so crazy how we put so much expectations on, like, the oldest, especially if it's an oldest girl and, like, traditional, I would say Mexican because I'm Mexican, but for the most part, it's, like, the Latino families, right? Because I know damn straight half of the shit that I've gone through with my dad, if I would have been a male firstborn son, none of this would be happening. Oh, absolutely. So, and I just think yeah. it's so crazy how some men traditionally think that, you know, you're the oldest daughter. Now it's your job to take care of me or it's your job to um, pay back what he did. Like, I don't know. It's just I think, so weird. Yeah, it's definitely different because women are naturally nurturers. Like, we're born to nurture. We're You know, we have kids. So we're naturally want to take care of people and it's expected already especially in the latino community it's expected that we're going to take care of our elderly we're going to take care of our parents and it's usually the oldest um like i said in my in my situation i think it's a little bit different because 
I was the youngest. I was the last one to leave yeah, the house. Yeah, because you're the baby. Of course yeah. it's different. <laughs> and I was always there, though. But I was the one taking care of them. You know, I was the one, like, you know, paying the bills and doing all that stuff for them. But only because I was the last one to leave. And, like, any good Latino family, they don't want you to leave till you're 50, you know. So right. I could stay there as long as I wanted. And so I was always there. But, um, yeah, I think it's just, as it is, I think... Men naturally see, or just, I guess people in general naturally see women as a nurturers. Like, you rarely think, like, if there's, like, for instance, my mom, with, like, even though my brother lives with her, if he had his own house and your mom had her own house and they both were married, naturally she would want to go with the daughter, not with the son. Yeah. That's just, like, how Latino families are. I don't know if it's any other you know culture like culture, that but yeah and that's what i have such a hard time dealing with i guess because now like i told you you know i am i'm married to a white man from alaska <laughs> you know i couldn't get any whiter than that but their culture is so different yeah. and millions of times he's told me you need to learn how to set boundaries and i'm like what the hell is a boundary this is my mom yeah. this is my dad this is my sister there yeah. are no boundaries we're family you know yeah and he goes no 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 it doesn't work that way you need to learn how to set boundaries because then you get yourself in these positions where you, you fit, get resentful. Yeah, resentful. Yeah. And then that was like my biggest thing that I I didn't want to get to the point where I had resentment, but it's getting to that point because yeah. it's like... It's I, hard not to. It's hard not to. Because you're doing it out of... We do it out of obligation most of the time. So I think we're raised with that... A sense of obligation towards our family, especially our parents. Um, we can we can kind of pick and choose more with the rest of the family, but I think with our parents or our siblings, like we always have that, um, like a moral obligation to like take care of them or to help them out in whatever situation it is, even if we put ourselves out, even if it's, you know, we can't, we find a way. Like that's how my dad was. My dad. He didn't have money. He's like, I'll figure it out. Like, I'll sell. I'll do whatever I can. But I will be there for you and I'll help you. And like, he would literally take. He's one of those. He was one of those people that would literally take his shirt off his back to give it to you. And he did that to all for all his siblings. Right. You know. So I feel like, in general, like Latinos are raised that way. You know. And so it's hard not to. It's hard to live with yourself if you don't do it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's, and it's a guilt. It is a guilt. Yeah. And now that I'm a mom, I, I try to be so conscious about that because I would never want my kids to feel like, oh, I can't do this or I can't live a certain life or do this thing because I owe my mom something or they feel like they need to take care of me or they feel like they need to provide for me. It's also hard. And this is what I tell Cody, too. And I was like, I, I understand what you're saying, that I should drop boundaries sometimes with. A, and when I say boundaries, it's specifically my dad. My dad doesn't know any boundaries with yeah. me or me either. Right. But then I, I, I look back and I tell Cody, OK, but you need to understand that you and your family are from this country. My dad wasn't. My dad came, gave up everything. He worked, you know, like a construction job. He really didn't know the language and. It, it's it's different for them because he was living in a place that wasn't his and he didn't know how to navigate this i mean hell he doesn't know how to navigate the system still yeah so i always feel guilty because of that i'm like yeah but y your parents have this your parents have the access and the tools yeah it's a privilege that they don't they don't understand yeah and yeah. i'm like and that's why sometimes i feel even more bound because then i'm like this country isn't 
accessible to him and he's still in it and navigating it and he's a resident so you and know. he did it for you guys so that you Ex- guys can be born here and have a good life and that's and so. i think that's my always guilt like mm-hmm. he came and crossed to a place that was foreign but because he knew this could be a better place for me and my and my sister right now i always share this in my speeches um speeches too but i always think man like this american dream that he had or that he envisioned was totally not what it was and i was like i think i would it is it It is is. a a whole bunch of fucking bullshit yeah and i think sometimes we would have been better off if we just stayed in mexico and never came here yeah honestly because i i was thinking about it the other day i was like even the things that i endured as a child in this country because I, I started in the United States when I was in fourth grade. Like, just the nav- the whole system of a cafeteria and how you got food in a cafeteria. People don't realize that. But to me, it was, it was foreign. That's not how you did it. You show up at school in, in Mexico, y está la señora con la lonchera y te yeah. está dando los burritos, and that's it. There was no line, no cash register, no... You know, it was just yeah, so yeah. crazy. So... I think that's why I always carry that guilt, too. And I'm like, yeah, it's easy for you to say no boundaries, but you need to understand that if I'm not there helping him, like, who is? I think no matter what, whether you whether he would have been able to navigate the system here or not, I think it's just natural for Latinos to have that guilt. And I think it's because they do so much for us. Uh, if, the, if you find a Latino that doesn't have that sense of obligation to their parents, their parents were shitty. Like... I'm sorry, right. but that's how it is. Like, right. if your parents were good parents to you, you are raised to, like, feel that obligation towards them. Because I've, I, actually, I was having this conversation with my friend on Friday. He came over, and he wanted me to do some business stuff for him, and we just started, went on this tangent, right? Like, we were talking for, like, six hours here on the table. And so we were, I was telling him that I didn't realize until my dad passed away about a year later when I started working on myself and, like, really trying to deal with the fact that he was gone, that everything that I did good was for his approval. It wasn't for mine. Right. And um, obviously, like, I've always been very, like, a go-getter. Like, I'll try anything. And, you know, I've done it all. Like, any kind of job you can think of, I've probably done it. You know, like, I've tried, I'll try anything. And I normally succeed in anything that I try and it was always just to get his like approval like i wanted him to be proud of me and i don't know why my dad more than my mom like obviously like it makes me feel good my mom's always had my back no matter what i do she always like supports me she buys all the latinica stuff without like she won't let me give it to her like she order a uh, one of my planners like you know she's like <laughs> she'll she and she doesn't plan anything you know she's just down for me um, and it feels different, but with my dad, I mean, I remember when I told him that I was pregnant, I was 34 years old and I was crying because I knew he was going to be disappointed. Right. And so it, it wasn't until he passed that I realized like, like a lot of what I, who I am was to please my family. Right. And it's, I think we're raised that way. Like it's just ingrained in us. And it wasn't like. Uh, my dad would tell me like oh I'm not proud of you if you don't do this none of that it's just because you see how they are they work so hard they do all the things they do for their family right so you in turn feel like you are supposed to do that for your family you know because they do sacrifice a lot they do give up a lot for their families 
especially those generations like the older generations they give up a lot they they endured a lot you know my dad was in the service he didn't even speak english and he got sent to korea you know to serve in the army and so like i feel like you you know their struggle you hear it and you you know everything that they've been through so you kind of have a sense of like man like i better do good with my life because they struggled and they did all this to give me a good life and plus you know like my dad bailed me out more times than i can count and that's how i feel with my dad too because no matter what i mean i remember my dad when i was single on my own and had my own house with my kids i randomly would talk to him like every three days and one day i told him oh you know i'm having some car trouble i have an appointment with the mechanic on tuesday and i was just randomly talking to him he showed up the next day at my front door and was like where's your car with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'll fix it for you so yeah. you don't take it anywhere. That's how who he was just showing up. But then somebody told me, okay, so it sounds like you're trying to pay off this debt, right? Yeah. And then he goes, but when is it enough? Yeah. And I was like, it's never enough. And then he yeah. goes yeah but that's what the problem is yeah we don't know where to draw the line uh, the guy and was, I, yeah and i i feel indebted i felt indebted to my dad to the day he died right and that's yeah. how i feel yeah and i and i think i would not have been able to live with myself as a daughter and as a human being if i didn't do as much as i could for him and i think that's the problem that we don't know like they wouldn't care like my dad wouldn't have cared you know, if I didn't do as much as I did for Pardon. him, he wouldn't have held it against me. I think it's a personal issue that we have to deal with. Like, and I mean, we talked about this, like we have somebody in our family that kind of just walked away from the family and I don't blame him. You know, like if he needed to do that to be okay with himself, then do what you got to do for you. Like, do I think he's going to regret it? Yeah. You know, because we're missing out on times and you know right you know and all that but or like even good quality family time that we like to have but but if that's what he needed to do to be okay then like do what you gotta do you know so you do have to learn if it's affecting you negatively like you do have to learn to draw the line and i've done that like even with my own family i've stepped back for a while while i was getting my self together you know like i needed to step back from everybody right. just so that i can be okay and now that i feel like a lot better and like i dealt with all my issues and i mean obviously not all my issues but like the main we'll ones never that- <laughs> fix all our issues no but like the main ones that were really like weighing me down ever since i've like dealt with that like the death of my dad and all that i feel like i can I have so much more to give right you know like i'm willing to like spend time and i've all of a sudden, I have all this time in the world that I didn't. I was like overwhelmed with just the smallest task before, and I was resenting it. You know, I was resenting like having to be there for family or friends or whatever. And so I had to step back and be like, "No, I can't do this. I need to get well." And then once I figure out all this, you know, like it was a lot to deal with. You know, like, yeah, it's a lot to unpack. It really, yeah. really is. And 
I've been trying to know when that line is and those lines all the time get blurred. <laughs> I'm like, these are blurring lines. I yeah. wish that there was some. And that's why I try to be also very um, alert about that too because like I was saying earlier, I would never want my kids to ever feel that way because I don't think it's a good, I don't think it's a good thing. If it came from them naturally, yeah. if they wanted to do it, that's different than feeling obligated yeah. to. And that's how I feel. I feel an obligation the way that I, that I feel to my kids. Yeah. You know? And the only obligation I should have are my kids because yeah. they're the priority. Yeah. And that's definitely a, a big thing that you have to keep in mind. Like, for instance, me. I'm a single mom. I've always been a single mom. And from the beginning, I was always really conscientious not to burden him with my singleness like i never wanted him to feel like he's the man of the house i never tell him that he's not the man of the house right he's a child right you know i've never burdened him with with me not having somebody in my life like he's not my my partner he's not my husband he's my child and so i've always been very careful not to you know, put my financial strengths on him. Right. Not to put my, you know, like loneliness on him. Like, oh, come hang out with me because I'm bored. No, that's not his job. His job is not to keep me company. His job is not to be, you know, my friend. His job is to be a child. Right. And so I've always been really careful not to do that because I see a lot of single moms that do that. Like, you know, they kind of give the child uh, next, like, make them grow up a lot sooner than they should because they're the man of the house, you know, and I don't agree with that. I never wanted to do with that with my son. And so to this day, he's a total kid. Like he acts, you know, he's innocent. He acts like a child. I don't, I, I talk to him about finances to teach him how to be good with his money, but not like if I'm stressed out over money, like I can't right. pay you know, my bill or something, he would never know. Like, it's not something that I would ever want to burden him with. And so, and for the same thing, like, he'll even tell me, like, when I we talk about college, he's like, well, I don't want to go too far. I'm like, baby, you go live your life. You know, do whatever you want to do. Like, don't worry about me. I'll figure it out. How about I get a boyfriend after you leave? Like, <laughs> like, and then know, I won't miss you. Yeah, Just kidding. Don't worry about me, okay? And then he's like, okay. I'm like, if you want to go across the country, because he wants some, he wants to specialize in something very, you know, very specific. He wants to be a zoologist. I'm like, not every college is going to have that. Right. So you may have to leave the state. And that's okay. I'll come visit you. Or if you want me to move close to you, I'll move within, you know, an hour of you, wherever you are. Like, that's fine. But you don't worry about me. Like, you worry about yourself. That's what Isaac told me the other day. He was like, when I go to New York, because he wants to go to um, a school out there. And he goes, will you move? And I was like, hell yeah, I'll move. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go. Actually, I was going to move myself anyway. So I was just going to follow you and not tell you. You can't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> you can't tell yeah. me I can't be in this land. <laughs> I mean, if you don't want me to. Fine. <laughs> You're like, fine, whatever. I'll go somewhere else. Yeah, but... It, I w I literally went through this whole rabbit hole the moment that I saw that that Twitter that Twitter post because I was like that Twitter it wasn't even Twitter it was Instagram and <laughs> IG because then I was like that's why I'm hella angry because I got all these fucking issues I don't know how to do boundaries so yes I'm angry I'm the eldest angry child <laughs> but I think that happens because I'm the same way and I think it happens when. Okay, so you and I are very resourceful. If we don't know, we'll figure it out. Right. And so I think 
our parents tend to depend on us because we'll find a way. Right. And so eventually you become the one that's like, you know, let me call them. I'll I'll take care of it, Dad. Or, you know, like, I what happened to you? Oh, no, I'll fix it. Like, we naturally take on that role yeah. because of our personalities. And so you have no one to blame but yourself. That's true because I've been <laughs> enabling him probably. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, no, nobody's yeah. going to talk to you that uh-huh. way. Yeah. And then I step in and here comes. That's yeah. what I get, huh? Yeah. And and I've, I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, it's on us. You know, we're the ones that are offering and then we get upset because they take us up on it. You know? Right. Like, but um, obviously you want to help, but you have to learn to let people ask for help if they can't figure it out themselves. Because I'm the first one to be like, what happened? I'll take care of it. Give it to me. You know? And so, like, I have a nephew right now that's not, you know, he's struggling a little bit. And I, I've learned my how much I'm willing to do now. You know, like with him, I said, he asked for money and I said, I, w- I don't have money to give you. Do I have money? Yes, but not to give him. Right. You know, so I'm like, I'll make you some food. You know, I'll buy you what you need, and that's it. So I am learning to draw those boundaries and those lines in certain aspects. But I know that with the parents, it's a whole different ballgame. It's a, it's very different. Yeah, with parents, it's it's super hard. And also, yeah. to me, I think it's a little bit hard because, um, hello, there's two daughters in the family, not just one. So that just brings a whole other issue. And I'm like, come on, can can somebody pick up the slack for me, please? <laughs> but it's because she doesn't have the same personality as you. She's very chill. She's very like, hey, you know, yeah, <laughs> super happy all the time. Like, and if they call her for help, she'll be like, oh man, that sucks. <laughs> Do you know she what I mean? Yeah, she's not going to be like, oh, do you want me to be like, let me call them dad. You know, she, that's just not in her personality. She doesn't even want to do it for herself, let alone for somebody else. Right. And so I think that's why they depend on, on those personalities or like the, or the doers, you know? Right. And I get it, you know? That's so funny. Um, changing the subject, I'm so proud and I just want to end with a huge achievement that I did. So obviously everybody knows that I've been running because I talked about it, but last month I signed up for a 5k and I finished fifth in my age group at 36 minutes and I did another 5k last week. I think it was last week and it was really funny because I, I decided and I thought to myself from now on anytime I finish a race I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna take a Mexican flag with me because that represents my culture yeah. that's my is mi orgullo you know that's my pride so I'm gonna take it I show up to the run and it's like a liberty run and I was like oh my god <laughs> all I see is people in American flags mm-hmm. and look let me tell you something ever since 2016 happened I know every time I, I see an American flag. I cringe. I cringe. Yeah. And I maybe it's you. an unpopular belief. I don't know no. if I'm going to get shit on for this, but I really... Mm-hmm. And it's not even that I cringe. Now I'm at the point where I get anxiety over it. Yeah. And I think it's because I've been outdoors and it just so happens whenever I'm out canvassing and I see that, I've had really bad experiences with doors that have like the, I love the USA stickers on the doors or American flag stuff. But anyways... And I yeah, was like, patriotism has completely changed. 
That I, I agree. Is, yeah, that landscape is completely different now. Yeah. So I go and then I see a whole bunch of people with like shirts that have the flag on them, American flag bandanas. Y aquí viene la morra con dos trenzas. Because <laughs> I had my two braids too. So I'm like, aquí viene la, la India, la, la, marra, la morra with um, her braids and a Mexican flag. Yeah. And I was like, oh God. So anyways, while I was preparing for the run and I was like, I am determined to be in the top three. Like I have to be. So I'm going to work my butt off. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I take pictures with my flag. Some people come up to me and they love the idea of my flag. And they're like, can we borrow your flag for a picture? And I'm like, fine. <laughs> I was like, add me on Instagram and give me a photo credit shout out. Okay, because <laughs> that's my flag. So we start the run, and I'm running next to Julie, um, which is one an amazing person that we always talk about. But she's running with me, and I didn't know she was in the run. She, she runs. Oh, so I know she ran, but I didn't know you guys did this together. Oh yeah, we. Yeah. So all the races that we do, we do together. Oh nice. Yeah, yeah um, I didn't know that. She got me a three part like series, I think. So it's one every month until October, oh. and she signed up for it too. And her husband runs with us too. Nice. Yeah, he's a runner as well. He's hella fast. Cody just stands on the sideline, waits for you. He cheers <laughs> up. Yeah. Although, because we've been doing this, uh-huh. he said that he wants to, he wants next to- time that we do a race, he wants to do it with us. And I'm like, boy, you better get yeah. to running because... He the- can't just jump in a race without That ain't training. no joke, okay? Yeah. I struggle even. Especially in this heat, like to not train and just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to see this. Can I come watch Yes. <laughs> And my friend Bruce um, told me the same thing. He's like, I'm going to start going running because I want to run with you guys. I'm like, oh, now all of a sudden everybody yeah. wants to be a runner. <laughs> Not me. So <laughs> I'll watch. That's so funny. <laughs> so we were running, right? And I was running next to Julie. And then I started running a little bit up ahead. And then I passed like two people that had like an American flag thing. And then um, behind me, the this group of people, three people, go and they're speaking Spanish and one of the girls is like oh I love your flags it's like que viva Mexico you know like yeah. whatever and I was like oh that's so sweet and she was running faster and I was like you know what I'm gonna speed it up a little bit I'm gonna start going at her pace and that really helped me speed up my okay um pace through through the race and I was like I'm gonna stick to my people <laughs> I was like I'm gonna run with my homies this is my my safe spot so I'm running with them, I'm running with them, and then finally I kind of see like the lights at the end, and I see these two other women who have um, American shirts and American bandanas, and they were ahead of me, and then I saw like the finish line, and I was like, oh hell no, I am not gonna let two women <laughs> with American flags beat me. So I don't know where I pulled the strength from, but I run and I run super fast. And as I'm crossing the finish line, of course, my my ass busts out my Mexican flag and I probably hit him in the face. Hit him in the face with it because I just was fly, um, like waving flying, it, yeah. you know, flying it. And I ended up in first place yes that was awesome <laughs> i ended up in first place and i cut my time by four minutes so nice that was really that's good a lot. i that's finished a lot. yeah and for a month i think yeah i don't really know much about running um i'm gonna start trying to read like more articles about it and watch running um the olympics or people actually running track so i don't know but i did cut it by four minutes i don't know if that's a normal thing or what it is but I finished it in 32. 
So when I run it again next month, I want to cut it to 30. So every time I <laughs> yeah, run, yeah. I want to cut it by two yeah. minutes. Well, yeah, you've been training a lot, so you definitely will. Yeah, that was huge, and it was a great accomplishment. And honestly, I hadn't run since high school. Well, I'm running a little bit after high school, but I, I never thought I could get back in the swing of things. Yeah. And now That's running awesome. now running three miles is like an everyday thing. Well, my accomplishment of the month was I published my first planner. Woo! On sale on Amazon. Find a link on my Instagram. <laughs> yeah. It's so cute. It's super cute. I love it. It's just, I've always been a planner person. Like, I have to write everything down or I'll forget. And, um, and I just got sick of having to, like, look for one that I actually wanted to use. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to make my own. So I did. And it's on Amazon. So if you want to get it, support your girl. Yeah, it's really cute. It has a, little, a whole bunch of everything. You should make a Latina planner. I thought about that. So th- this is another thing. Like, I, I, I really want you guys to uh, stay tuned because um, I'm creating Latina Ike. How do I say it? <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say. <laughs> The suspense is killing me. I feel like we need some eerie music in the background. And be like, no, so I want to take Latina Ike to the next level. So oh. I created Latina Ike La Sociedad. Mm. And so I kind of want to start bringing in to the brand uh, Latinas. You know, so like if you are a, I know a lot of you already. So I already have like a list of the first people I'm going to hit up. But I want to start promoting Latinas, entrepreneurs, and just kind of create a little society around us of strong, you know, independent Latinas who are like doing their thing. Because I'm like all about business right now. I started a new business venture. Um, If you're interested in making some money, DM me. Um, but yeah, I'm like all about, um, I started reading that book called, uh, uh, rich dad, poor dad, and it talks about building wealth and everything that we know about money is basically wrong. <laughs> um, and basically, it compares- let me guess the white supremacist forefathers created that system. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, kind of, but no, it basically talks about how, like, the American dream like, people think that by owning a house that you know that's an asset, it really isn't because you're spending money on it every single year. An asset is something that you spend no money on after you've, you know, incurred it. So basically, like, a rental house would be an asset, not the one you live in. But anyway, so it talks about, like, just financial um, literacy, like, knowing finances, like, really understanding money. And it compares, like, how rich people handle their finances compared to, like, the middle class and the poor. Middle class and the poor have the same habits. You know, we just spend, 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 and we don't make our money work for us. And like I was saying in the last uh, podcast that I, I know how to make money. I just don't know how to make my money work for me. And so that's where I'm focusing now. Like I'm more creating up business opportunities for myself where I don't have to be doing all the work, but I'm still making money. And so I kind of want to do that for the Latinas that I see that are starting out like um, like Savvy Art. Like she's starting out right. now her business. And like I want to be able to create a space where... We can share ideas that we can help each other 
because um, I always tell people like when people ask me for advice or help or direction, I'm like, there's plenty of business for everybody. Like we all can make money. Like there's no competition here, you know. So if you're a Latina, you're you know self-employed, you want to be like, hit me up because I'm gonna go full force on it. That's awesome. So, that's where we're at. Yay! And if you want to be civically engaged, hit me up because that's what I do. I don't do nothing with businesses, but for me, it's empowering the community. So if y'all are interested in that, I'm your go-to girl. So with that, we're going to go ahead and close this episode. We thank you very much for listening. And we definitely want to hear from you. So if you want to check us out on Instagram, Claudia Loving Life, or you can follow us on Latina underscore IK. And Sofia, what's your handle? My handle is Soy Sofia Alexis. Soy like soy sauce and Sofia with the PH. Do not get it confused with the F. <laughs> and we also want to thank Las Calacas yes, for thank you. the intro. So if you want to hear more music from Las Calacas or you want to know who they are, please follow their uh, link. They will put them on our bio. And don't forget to listen to us. We'll be here every single Thursday with a new episode. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.